On this episode of Between the Boys, we lean into the world of film and television, discussing some of our favorite movies and movie characters. We'll also get into a snack cake draft, ultra marathons in Appalachia, and some NFL trivia. All right. First topic of the day is going to be uh, favorite movie of last year. Uh, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. So 2022 was a pretty good uh, year for movies. Uh, lots of good stuff came out. Uh, I, I'm i going to be honest. I'm going to go uh, away from my favorite, absolute favorite movie because my favorite movie is going to be Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, but that one's won so many awards and it's just plastered all over the place. If you haven't seen it you've almost definitely heard of it uh so i want to give attention to another movie of mine that was right there neck and neck uh and it's it's called the banshees of inna sharon um so really really good movie uh it starred uh, colin farrell and brendan gleason among some really other great actors uh and it, it takes place in ireland um, around the time of the irish uh, civil war and colin Fer farrell's character is is really good friends with brendan gleason's character until he isn't. Something changes in Brennan Gleason's character, and Colin's uh, character doesn't really know why. He doesn't know what changed, and it becomes really dark and drastic and awful and terrible and all of these other really uh, just disgusting things, right? I mean, it gets really rough, uh, but it's funny at the same time. And the acting is great, the costume design is great, the score is fantastic, and there's a lot uh, of imagery there uh, for the Irish Civil War. Uh, it's just a really, really strong movie from 2022. Great cast. Just I highly, highly recommend um, you to watch it because it was it was worthwhile. So what about you? I'm sure we're going to go in very different directions here. So I'm curious to see what yours was from last year. Oh, for sure. We're definitely uh, different types of moviegoers and movie lovers. Me, yep. on the other hand, I'm... Uh... I just go to be entertained, you know. Sometimes I'll, I like to think a lot, uh, and mm -hmm. that's kind of what I went with with this movie. I, I went with not a very popular, as far as rating go, movie. Uh, it actually, I think, got a six on IMDb, but uh, that didn't stop me. Mine was uh, Death on the Nile. It's a murder mystery. I don't know if you've ever seen Glass Onion, but it kind of has similar parallels. You know, they mm -hmm. you got a murder, and you don't know who did it, and you have a bunch of suspects, and several different people pointing the fingers. And that's what I liked most about it. I was trying to solve the mystery along with the movie itself. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a sucker for a good murder mystery. Can't help it. Glass Onion was actually yeah. my favorite, but I tried to lean a little bit away from uh, most popular. Sure. Yeah, we did the same thing there. I love the whodunits. You know, it's they, uh, like you said, you know, even though it's a five or six on IMDb, who cares? It's still captivates you and, and you know makes you guess throughout the whole thing so that's a good pick i like it good deal good deal so uh we're gonna flip-flop we're gonna go what is the most underappreciated movie maybe not in the last year but underappreciated maybe in the last 10 five you know underappreciated mm -hmm. well i'm gonna go 20 years how's that so that's... uh th yeah this movie came out in 2003 um, and it's it's called Secondhand Lions. Um, so it stars Michael Caine, uh, Robert Duvall, and Haley Joel Osment. Uh, really, really good movie. So Haley Joel Osment plays this younger kind of teenage boy. I don't know. He's like 12 or 13. And his mom, who is a terrible mother, drops him off uh, on his uncle's farm, just out in the middle of nowhere in Texas. 
in the 1960s. There's nothing for this kid to do out there. He doesn't know his uncles, and she just kind of runs off with whatever dude she's seeing at the time. And his character, he comes to learn a lot about his uncles. They're very mysterious. They're um, surprisingly wealthy. They've gone on a lot of adventures and stuff during their lifetime. They never married. They have no kids, nothing like that. It's just the two of them out there on this farm. And so it's kind of a coming-of-age story for him, um, seeing how they act towards one another, towards other people. And so they kind of teach him how to be a decent man, despite his mother not really being all that great of a parent. And there's some pretty crazy stuff that happens in there. Obviously, his name's Secondhand Lion, so I'll give you a guess as to what happens at some point during the movie. Uh, but yeah, it's it's funny, it's sad, it's it's dark, all of these good things that I like in a movie. Uh, you know, like you said, I think we go kind of different routes there. I like a movie that makes me feel like an entire array of emotions in the, in the span of an hour and a half, um, and it does a pretty good job of that. So Secondhand Lions, definitely recommend it. Nice, nice. I, I actually have never heard of that, so I'll have to give her. A, I'll have to check it out. I She's actually, I stayed parallel with myself. You know, I, I went, I went with another movie that made me think. Another little puzzle, maybe not a murder mystery this time, but something definitely that was not your characteristic. I went with a movie that came out in 2019, so only four years ago, so not that long ago. It's called mm -hmm. The Gentleman. It's got Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Uh, it's a great twisty movie. It, uh, he graduated from one of the prestigious colleges and he sells weed. That's, that is his, that's his mm. entire job. Nice prestigious college. And then he went straight to selling drugs and he built a massive empire and he is rich as fuck. Okay. And, uh, basically it's about him selling off his empire. You know, he's, he's retiring and there's a lot of, you know, backstabbing. It's really good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I've, can't tell you how many people i've recommended it to it's maybe top three of all time for me and that's i don't, wow, I don't toss that around lightly <laughs> yeah yeah no that's awesome I've, I've heard of it i haven't seen it but i know it's got a pretty killer cast um so yeah i'll add it to the list i'll have to watch it soon sounds good well that uh segues us into i guess who's your favorite character of all time it can be tv movie no real restrictions, just who you like. So this one's tough, right, man? I mean, there's there's a million of them. Um, I thought about Tony Soprano. I thought about Walter White. You know, um, I thought about Jon Snow. You know, all of these kind of very popular characters. But I went a little more niche. So my favorite movie of all time is Inglorious Bastards. It's a film by Quentin Tarantino. If you haven't seen it, Go watch it, like, tonight, like, make time to go watch it. And there's a character uh, in this movie. Her name is Shoshana Dreyfus. Um, and spoilers, I want to be very clear. I'm going to spoil this a little bit. So if you haven't seen it, maybe go watch it first um, or skip ahead and then come back later. But early on in the movie, um, her, her family is murdered by Nazis. So this entire movie takes place um, during, uh, you know, World War II, early World War II, uh, when the Nazi regime is, is taking power. And so it, it starts, literally the opening scene is her family has, has been murdered and she escapes. Um, and later in the movie, she has inherited this cinema in Paris. And she's this really, really successful um, entrepreneur, owns her own theater in Paris. And then, of course, the Nazis invade France and they're in Paris. And they show up 
they don't know who she is because it's like five, ten years later, right? So they don't recognize her. Um, she has, you know, gotten her French citizenry somehow, so she's not really being targeted. And they say, hey, we've got this propaganda film that we want to debut for Adolf um, Hitler, and we want to do it in your theater. And she is obviously very, like, put off by that. She doesn't want to do it. And then eventually she agrees to do it because her and her partner have this idea that they're going to trap all of this Nazi regime. So Adolf Hitler, Josef Goebbels, the whole nine yards, they're going to trap them in the theater and set it on fire. And long story short, they succeed. They do it. They kill them all. It's incredible. It's like, it's fanfare. It's gory. It's awful, but it's, it's obviously really, really fun. And she's a very, very powerful character throughout the movie. Lots of great dialogue. Um, probably my definitely my favorite female character of all time and i would i would say arguably my favorite character of all time so i, I wanted to draw some attention to her great movie really looking forward to seeing what you have though because again i like that we have this dynamic right we we definitely have different ideas so who you got before we move on to that i have one question if you were to order three drinks in a german bar how would you tell the bartender they're like, this. oh, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> this, no, yeah, yeah. Don't if you do this, you know something may go wrong. You know, uh, but we'll leave we'll leave that for you guys to discover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I went a little more mainstream. I went more basic. I went a very popular character. I know you said you thought of Brian Cranston was actually one of my favorite uh, top choices, but he wasn't my favorite, mm -hmm. so that's why I went with a different route. I did go Game of Thrones. Do you want to guess? Oh, if it's not, I'm assuming it's not Jon Snow because you would have already mentioned that. So, I mean, it's it's got to be Tyrion. Oh, you nailed it on the head, Tyrion Lannister. Yeah, yeah, great choice. One of my favorite characters of all time. He's constantly undermined in literally every aspect of his life. You know, he's treated as a bastard. He's treated as a dwarf from the very beginning, and he constantly just amazes at all, every turnaround. He most of the time is the smartest person in the room. Whether he wants to let you know that or not is up to him. And I love that about him. He never, ever lets you get a step ahead. He's always three steps ahead. And I, that's, that's my favorite type of person. I like somebody that makes me think. And he's definitely that character. Yeah, that was definitely a part of his character, right? Is that he he couldn't be big and strong. He couldn't be all these other things. So he had to be smart. He had to be one of those things. And and you saw a lot of development from him. Like early on, he was he was a Lannister. You know, he's kind of an asshole. And then later on in the show, you're like, you know, this guy's this guy's pretty pretty good, right? You kind of cheer for him. At the end, you see he's not really with what Danny's doing. Um, so yeah, I I love I love Tyrion. Probably my favorite. Game of Thrones character. He's just so easy to root for. Gotcha. Uh, he, uh, also, back to what you were saying, you kind of said that he was kind of an asshole in the beginning. I think he kind of had to be. You know, everyone was always against him. You know, he had to have something as his armor. And I think he even quotes that in the movie, wear it like an armor, you know? Or TV show, yep. not movie. Yep. If I was him, I mean, he had a drinking problem, right? I think I would too <laughs> if, if, uh, if I was in his situation. So I don't blame him a bit. Yep. 
Well, uh, moving forward, we'll probably get away from the movie and TV show and entertainment industry, and we're going to go to something completely different. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to do a draft. We're going to do the Little Debbie draft. All right. So uh, we're going to pick, your... <laughs> pick our top three. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. I went first most recently. So I'm actually going to let you go first this time. Okay, fair enough. I, To me, I think it's a very easy top two, probably an easy top three. If anybody disagrees with this, your opinion's just wrong. <laughs> so let that be known. Number one is oatmeal cream pie, and it's not even close. Uh, see, oatmeal cream pie was not my number one. My well, number one. Wrong. That's the rules. <laughs> Them's the rules. I'm sorry. Uh, my number one was zebra cakes for sure. Zebra cakes. I let me see. I didn't even have them listed, man. Oh I my! Just, How are oh, we friends? What is up? They're mid at best. I'm sorry. Mid at. You're yeah. breaking my heart. Number, okay. <laughs> number two, the Nutty Buddies. Nutty Buddy Bar, delicious, fantastic. It's like second to the Reese's when it comes to peanut butter snacks, you know? It's very good. It's crazy. I didn't know you could celebrate a draft already in the second round that you won, you know? <laughs> <sighs> Number two for well, me is a absolute walk-off. It has to be Honey Buns. Okay, fair, fair. That's That was definitely the next on the list for me, so I'm glad you said that. I don't know if it's a walk-off like you think, but, you know, I think we're a little bit closer now. Um, my third... This is this is going to be controversial, right? I, I know a lot of people don't like them, but the Cosmic Brownies, okay? That's going to be my number three. Love those things. Not the ones, you know, they used to have the ones with the nuts in them. No, you got to get the Cosmic Brownies with the little chocolate candy pieces. Those are clutch. Perfect, perfect. I, actually, we wiped out my top four, so that, that was perfect. That We, we kind of bounced off each other. Cosmic Brownies was on my list, but honestly, they're not my thing. I was going to draft it just so that we didn't get our heads chopped it's off tough. by the comments. Yeah. But my final pick, I'm going to kind of cheat. I'm going to go Little Debbie Chocolate Donuts. Okay, okay, <laughs> fair enough. I didn't know they had those. Mm, yeah, I didn't know they yeah. had those. I, I was. I thought you were going to go with the donut sticks. You know, I think donut mm-hmm. sticks are kind of a classic choice there. But yeah, donuts, man, chocolate ones. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. All right. The next topic on our list is something that I have absolutely no clue about. Uh, you maybe write it down, and I was like, "What yeah. is this?" So, uh, without further ado, take it away with the uh, Barkley Marathon. What is that? Yep. So the Barkley Marathons are going on right now as we record this. Um, and essentially, this is an ultra marathon. So if you don't know what an ultra marathon is, that's about 100 miles um, that these these competitors have to run. Um, and it's been going on for about 40 years. Uh, there's a guy, let me get his name right. Gary Cantrell um, started doing this um, in the mid 80s, and he's been doing it ever since. So it takes place in this state park in Tennessee, like deep in the Appalachian Mountains. And what this guy does is he gets some folks together. It takes a lot for you to actually apply and get into the race. You can't just show up and compete. You have to apply. You have to submit a bunch of stuff. And then you have to get there on time. All this crazy stuff. And then you get there. And it is a 100-mile race. And you have a limited amount of time to complete it in. I can't remember. It's either 48 hours or 60 hours. And you have to do five 20-mile loops, okay? And on each of these loops, you have to go on the trail, and Gary has hidden 
pages, I think from his favorite books, or I, I can't remember the thing, but he's hidden physical pages from books out on the trail. And so you have to go out on the trail, get all of these pages, come back to him when you're done with the loop, show him the pages, and then you can start on the next loop. You got to do that five times. If you miss a page, you got to go back. If you don't complete the loop within a certain amount of time, I think you have like eight or 10 or 12 hours, it varies. But if you don't complete the loop in the right amount of time, you're done, you're out. Over the course of 40 years, I think like 15 or 16 people have completed this thing out of thousands of competitors. I don't think anybody's completed it in the last five years, okay? Um, there's a documentary on Netflix. There's probably a documentary about it on some other you know, platform. So go give it a watch. It's super, super interesting to see how all of these people prepare for the race and then actually run the race. Like people by the end, like they don't sleep right? You have to run 100 miles in like two or three days. They don't sleep at all over the course of these two or three days. So by the end of it, they're finishing out their loop and they're hallucinating, right? They're seeing things that aren't there. Some of them aren't able to finish at all. Some of them get medevaced out. Like it's it's some wild shit, man. So go give that a watch. Um, there are a lot of people on Twitter right now actively tweeting about it, showing pictures and stuff like that. So um, even if you're not a runner, you're not into that scene, it's it's still really interesting. So yeah, thought I would I would throw that out there to folks because it's it's still kind of one of those cult followings where it's not super known about or popular. So yeah, pretty cool, worth looking wow. into. Wow. So here here's a follow up question. All right, you mm -hmm. you're given a year to train. How long do you think you could last? Realistically. Uh, so you're telling me like next year I could do this yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I could even make it a single loop, man. One loop is 20 miles. And this is like, again, this is in the Appalachian Mountains, okay? So it's not like you're just running on a paved road. You're climbing in the woods. I think there's something like 10 or 11,000 feet of elevation. So you're also climbing two miles or so up hills and down hills and through creeks and all this stuff. Like, and And Gary doesn't give a shit about the weather. So if you get there... <laughs> and it's two degrees and snowing, or if it's 96 degrees and sunny, you got to deal with it, man. So it's just, it's really cool. I think one of the really cool things, and this is, it's prominent in a lot of like ultra marathon races and the culture, but when these folks, these competitors come back, right, they finish their loop, they have like three, four, five family and friends that have set up camp for them there in this state park, and they'll go over there and they'll just sit there and their family will like pamper them. They'll feed them. They'll change their shoes for them. They'll do all of this stuff because it's kind of like, kind of like a NASCAR race where they go into like pit road and it's a pit stop. It's kind of like that. And then 10 minutes later, these dudes are back up and at it. Like I said, they don't sleep. It's some crazy shit. It's really a testament to like human fortitude. So go on Netflix or whatever streaming service you have, or, you know, sail the seas, whatever you got to do to watch this thing. Uh, go watch it. Highly recommended the Barkley Marathons. Man, honestly, if I think I if I had a full year, I, I think at least I can complete a, a loop, just one. Make me, I, I my ego doesn't want me to say I can't complete two loops. Yeah, that's it's tough. I mean, you a lot of people don't even complete one loop, right? Because you got to find the pages, you got to keep them all, you got to get back. And it again, there's a time constraint, right? So you got to hit that twenty miles in like eight hours. Or you're done. So that's that's the tough part. You know, if you gave me, you know, three days to do the 20 miles, I'll camp out. I don't, I don't care. I'll, I'll get it done. But eight hours, 
you gotta haul ass. So that's pretty tough. Yep, yep. Alright. Now it brings us to our final segment. This is a little fun. Uh so it's a it's a it's a sports segment. And the way I read it is you're gonna give me three hints with the possibility of a fourth hint of mm-hmm. a current NFL player. You're gonna give me his college, uh who drafted him, and then his current team. And then I have the option of getting his position. Is that does that sound right? Yep. Yep. All right. All right, I'll let you take it away, and then uh, I'll uh, embarrass myself. No, I think I think you got it. It's tough, but I okay. believe in you, okay? So, this player played at Western Colorado, okay? Big school, big school, right? Western Colorado, everybody knows him. Yep. He went undrafted, all right? So, there you go. There's a good hint. And uh, he currently plays in the AFC West, Okay. okay. So, Western Colorado, undrafted, AFC West, and here's your opportunity to get the position, okay? If you can get this question right, I'll hook you up. Who, this past season, 2022 to 23, okay. led the NFL in sacks? The Bosa that plays for the 49ers. Is that right? You got his first name? Just throw just throw a first name out there for me. Nick? Yeah, good job. Good job. Uh, okay. There you go. See, I know you could do it. Uh, Nick so, so, yep. Can, can I get you to pause just for one second? Okay. All right. So how many teams are in the NFL? 32? Is that right? 32. Yeah. And and there are how how many uh how many players on a roster? Is it 50? 52? 52, 53. So, mm-hmm. so 52 times. 32, rough, roughly. That's that's a, that's a great deal of amount of people. 1,600, right? yeah. And we both were assigned to come up with a player. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. So before I answer who your player is, I'm mm. going to give you the clues to my player. He goes to Western Colorado. He was undrafted. <laughs> and he plays for the Chargers. <laughs> wow. Austin Eckler. I wonder who it is. What are the chances? We chose the same player. Yeah, we probably should have done, before we recorded, we should have been like, hey, man, can we just, you know, make sure we didn't take the same player? Yeah. No. No. Okay. Well, hey. Okay. We got it right, right? We both win. Is Is that how this goes? Yeah. But see, me being a man of, you know, preparedness i came up with the second player i think the okay. second player is actually easier but just for funsies i got a second player for you sure all right i don't have a quiz question so you just you're not gonna get one of one of the or actually Fair i enough. think you're not i'm actually not gonna give you two we're only gonna give you two things oh wow okay all i'm right. not gonna get it i'm scared no you got it you got it you got it all right the college you went to okay. was eastern Washington, I believe. Let me double check real quick. I had it. Okay. Eastern Washington. Another big yep. school. Yeah, another Lots big of school. players come yeah. out of Eastern Crazy. Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Big yeah, Eastern all Washington. Kinds of NFL scouts yeah. there. Okay. Eastern Washington. Okay. Uh, okay. He was drafted in the third round. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to stop there. Do you have any ideas before I move on to your next hint? Man, there, there's, you know, when I think Eastern Washington, honestly, the first thing that comes in my mind, I'm thinking of like Madden, and when I'm drafting a player and I see that like college logo pop up, 
I know I've seen that, right? Because they're like, aren't they like a hawk's team or a, some kind of bird, right? Yep. Yeah, there's some kind of bird. So I know I've seen it before, but I don't, you got one more. Let me get yeah, one yeah. more hint if you got it. He plays for the NFC West, in the NFC West. In the NFC West. Okay, so we're talking 49ers, Seahawks, Cardinals. Okay. Eastern Washington. Man. This is tough. I feel like I should know this one. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna embarrass myself here, okay? Which okay. is fine. We we do that all the time. I'm gonna guess I know it's wrong. I'm gonna guess George Kittle. All right. It is not correct, but I'll give you one more hint. Okay, okay. Uh this player is a receiver. Oh, uh, tell me it's not D Hop. It's Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Okay, from Eastern Washington. I did not know that. I did yep. not know that. That's interesting. Okay. Third yep. round draft pick too? Yep. Man, what a steal. Was he drafted that, that... by the Rams? I assume he was. Yes, he was drafted by the Rams. He's still on the Rams. All right, yeah. he was the best pick in the third round. What's the best pick? What's the what, what who was the best pick in the third round? No, 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 no. What's the best pick? Like he he is the best pick in the third round. He this number. I don't know. 69. Oh, perfect. <laughs> it all makes sense. Yeah. It all makes sense. Yeah. You don't happen to have a backup, do you? I don't. I don't. I didn't. Who? Why would we pick the same person? That makes no sense. Oh, that's crazy. I, I, that's, I still can't you know, believe next we did time, that. Next time we'll be more prepared. All right. We're still fairly <laughs> new to this, right? So we're going to come out more prepared next time and we're going to get it right. But at least, I mean, hey, you got the trivia question, right? You got Nick Bosa. So I'm proud of you. Yeah, and I got and I got the player because we picked the same person. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that is the end of the show. That's all we have planned for today. If uh, you have anything you want to add? No, I mean that's it. I had I had fun. I appreciate everybody that was listening. Uh, and if you guys have any you know comments or anything you want to hear us talk about, you know, feel free to drop it in the comments or wherever you can message us, and we'll be happy to take a listen. You know, we're just. Two dudes that like to chat about a lot of random shit. So throw your shit, not physically, but throw your comments at us and uh, we'll see where we can go. All right. One final question to close out the show. Who's right. going to win it all in the in the March Madness? Man, you know, the, the chalk pick is Bama, right? They look damn good. Chalk pick is Bama. My not-so-chalk pick, though, is going to be Texas. Texas, one of the Big 12. They look pretty strong. What about you? You got anybody? Uh, 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 it's hard to pick against Bama. Uh, Bama's probably my number one, but if you made me go against the chalk, I'm actually going to go uh, Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah. Between Bama, Gonzaga, Texas, uh, I can see them all taking it home. So, yeah, wide open year. Uh, one final pick. Uh, if uh, we're going to pick somebody way, way out, Duke. Mm -hmm. That's my sneak pick. Yep, I like it. I agree. All right. Thanks from us here at Between the Boys. If you would like to support our adventure, don't forget to follow us on YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. All our social media handles are Between the Boys. Thanks again.